You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. I'm Heather, and I like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around in our jam jams with no makeup, a messy bun, and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child. In this show, we chat about homemaking, simplifying mommyhood, Jesus, and everything in between. This is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy, beautiful, hilarious mess. I want to give you the encouragement, support, and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab Grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days. Relax, let's chat. So this is the last episode of season one of the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. And I'm really loving doing this and I'm loving recording and meeting all these new people and doing these interviews and it's so fun. But I will tell y'all that it takes a lot of time and effort and energy. And with these babies running around and all the sports and me living in my minivan, I just need a little bit of a break. And some of the things that I can't stop being a mom and I can't stop making meals, (laughs) but I can put a little pause on the podcast. So we will be back after Easter. I'm going to spend this time kind of getting ahead on the schedule, doing some really cool interviews and getting all those set up. That way I can just rest and recharge during Lent and really work work on being a mom and praying and my relationship with God. So here is the last podcast episode of the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast for season one. Hey, so welcome to episode 35. And in this episode, we're talking about incorporating Lent into your home. Now I've got a really cool guest to talk with us about this, and that's Kendra Tierney. She's the author behind the Catholic All Year blog and the book, The Catholic All Year Compendium. Now I have to tell you a little bit of background. We were just in Houston for the past two days, me and my two oldest kids for the NASA homeschool field trip. And Kendra was so nice to do an interview with me. And so we set it up for Wednesday and the kids, all the kids were going to come with us. My husband took off work. And so we were all going to go down to Houston together. Then the babies kind of got snotty and it was going to be a lot of kids in the house because we were staying with a few other families. So my husband ended up deciding to stay back. So because of it, he had Monday off because it was President's Day. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, he took off. So today is Wednesday. And I've been telling him, like, I have this interview at 2 p.m. I have this interview at 2 p.m. And he went and got a haircut and he came back. And I'm like, we have to feed the babies. I have this interview. And I look at my phone and Kendra has texted me and she's like, hey, are we doing this interview? And it's like 1.30. And I'm like, yeah, we're doing it at 2. And she's like, I'm in California. I'm thinking, yeah, you're in California. That's three hours behind, right? No, it's two hours behind from Louisiana. Clearly, I didn't get my degree in geography or time zones, whatever that is. So I'm like frantic, like, oh, this is so professional. Like what? I mean, I know I'm a hot mess, but like, I'd like to try to at least not appear to be so much so when I'm interviewing somebody that I don't know, who's a legitimate author, who's pretty much Catholic famous. And so we like hurried up and fed the babies and I like jump in the bedroom and I'm sitting on our bed and I'm like, I Skype her and we're talking and halfway through you can hear like my two-year-old talking about how she has to go pee-pee and my husband's trying to get the big kids out of the house to go on a walk with the dog and it was just a little bit of a mess. <laughs> but it was a really good chat. So our little intro about Kendra is she is the wife and mom, like I said, behind Catholic All Year, the blog, and she's got like a cool digital shop and everything along with that. And she's also the writer behind the Catholic All Year Compendium. So this is a book about bringing traditions and saints feast days and all these things into your home so that your family is not just experiencing the liturgical year of church at church, you know, in those 58 hours 
from one hour a week, you know, during your year, you can bring it into your home. So on her website, she describes herself as a 40 something year old wife and mom. She has nine kids, ages one and a half, all the way up to 16. And her family lives just outside of Los Angeles, California. She's got this really great devotion to celebrating the liturgical year in your home and getting to know the saints and the students of the church through food and prayer and conversation with your family. Her blog, catholicallyear.com, is award-winning, and you'll find just about everything from parenting and pregnancy to fixing up their big old 100-year-old house, and they actually are creating a home chapel in it, which is really cool. If you go to her Instagram, you can see like she does time lapses of them painting and fixing things up, and it's really cool. They brick and mortar their oldest kids and then homeschool their youngest. And she talks about books and movies and Catholic Netflix and the catechism, prayer, fasting, mommy wars, and lots and lots of good liturgical living stuff. She's also a really regular contributor on Blessed Is She Ministries. And she's the voice of liturgical living at the Endow Ministries. She's the author also of a little book, about confession for children. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram at Catholic All Year, as well as Kendra underscore Tierney. And I'll link to all these in the show notes. There's also an airplane in the background. So if I can't edit that out, (laughs) sorry. So I really look up to her myself and trying to bring more liturgical things into my house. And I love how she makes it real and accessible and not like this shiny Catholic thing that, you know, only the best people can get to be able to do in their home. People like me that are a hot mess can even handle these things. So without dragging into it any further, I'm going to get on with this interview. So here is Kendra. All right, everybody. So I have Kendra on today and I'm really excited because this is an area of my life that I really lack in. So she's somebody I look up to a lot. Kendra runs Catholic All Year, the blog, and she's written some books and she's got all these awesome printables about living liturgically. So if you don't know what living liturgically is, Kendra, could you kind of introduce maybe your your Catholic synopsis of your background? Um, you know, were you raised Catholic? Did you convert? And then how you kind of came into living liturgically in your actually in your home, not just with church attendance? Yeah, so I guess the basics of what living the liturgical year in the home is is just sort of an awareness of when saints days fall on the, on the calendar and even sort of broader than that, just the seasons of the church year, like Lent and Advent and Christmas and Easter and ordinary time are, are the basic seasons of the church year. So this is something that we see when we go to mass, but, um, but it's something that we can also observe in our homes. And you, you asked for my background. Um, I was raised Catholic, but without any sort of awareness of of this stuff, without devotion to the saints or um, traditional Catholic devotions like the rosary and things like that. We, my uh, my mom was uh, was Catholic when. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad was not, but Mm -hmm. she took my sister and I to mass every Sunday, uh, despite our protestations. And, uh, and when I was in college, my dad converted and, uh, and so now the whole family is Catholic. And it's funny to me, my kids can't even imagine, uh, my, their, uh, granddad not being Catholic, but, uh, uh, because their whole life he has been, um, 
so yeah, then it's uh, uh, the living liturgical year in the home for us really started after we had kids and I was just looking for a way to um, <clears throat> to have our faith be part of our home life and not just something that we did on Sundays. And it's been really cool to to watch it become a part of my parents' life too and have them um, really adopting all of these devotions and um, and you know getting to know the saints and they travel a lot and my mom has particular saints that she calls on for helping them get on airplanes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really been something that, that we've done, you know, as a family, but as adults. Okay. So just tell everybody who may, may not know you, how many kids do you have? I have nine kids. Uh, the oldest is, uh, 16 and a half, uh, and a junior in, uh, high school and the youngest is one and a half. <laughs> Big range. <laughs> so when you first started all this, trying to bring it into your house, you know, I know whenever I think about it, it's like that total Pinterest rabbit hole. Like, you know, you get an idea and you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to incorporate this into our house and it's going to be great. And we need this. And it's something that can deepen everybody's faith. And then I get on Pinterest and you're saving all these things. And all of a sudden it's so overwhelming that you don't even know where to start. And so then you probably just don't start. So where did you start when you were first incorporating it into your home? You know, I'm sure you didn't go from zero to celebrating every single saint's day. <laughs> right. Absolutely not. And I, and just for the record, um, you know, there is no way that anyone could celebrate all the yeah. saints days. Um, <laughs> and you know, the, the church has a universal calendar. The church doesn't even celebrate all the feast days. Um, there are, there is a select few that make the universal calendar and then other saints that have particular devotion within, you know, in particular countries or within cities, or they can sort right. Too. They can adopt those. Okay. Too. So, and you know, even the saints on the universal calendar would be way too many for us to celebrate in a year. Yeah. So we just choose the ones that we have a special devotion to right. and that happen to fall on a day of the week that I can manage putting something together for it. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's interesting. It was sort of a reaction, the, the way we, I don't know, we started kind of the opposite place that we ended up or okay. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what the way it started was just this sense that um, we wanted our kids to be able to do hard things and to mm -hmm. do the hard things that the church calls for that okay. I had really been raised with and yeah. was was trying to learn myself um you know things like I was trying to learn good mass behavior and to yeah. you know not chit chat with my neighbor during mass which is still really hard for me um <laughs> and you know saying the rosary and fasting on required fasting days and all of those things were like you know we're going to learn these things and we're going to raise our kids to do these things. And as I, as we're trying, you know, talking, trying to figure out, well, how can we incorporate these things into our family culture? And we realized that's great and important and also an incomplete picture of our whole faith, because we do have fasting days that a lot of people are ignoring, but we also yeah. have these days that a lot of people are ignoring too, you yeah. know? And, and that, so it was, you know, for us, the hard stuff was the first step, but 
but the but adding these feasts and adding the fun and making sure that there are days of celebration that balance out the days of sacrifice ended up being you know the place that really felt like the complete picture of of our catholic faith yeah i've i've i heard somewhere somebody said that the saints to us are people who have already finished the marathon you know how whenever you go to a marathon or you see it on TV or whatever, there's always the people that finish, but they don't just go home and leave. Like they stand at the finish line and they cheer on the people that are coming in after them. And it's something that I was, I was raised the same way. My mom took us to mass. Um, and it was kind of one of those things that when my dad was deployed, cause my dad was, he's pretty agnostic still. Um, and you know, when times got tough, it was like the first thing we cut was mass because it was just too much. Dad was gone or whatever. And you know, with my kids, I don't want them to just look at mass like this thing they dread because they have to be quiet and sit down and shut up and, and, you know, pay attention to these old men talking in language that they don't understand because they're only five. I want them to like know the saints as these, just like they look up to Iron Man or whatever. And I love that you bring it into the house in such a fun way that these kids are going to get like a complete sensory reminder of these saints. Like, the idea of having like Polish food on John Paul's feast day, you know, and things like that. So did do you end up compiling all this stuff yourself and you just kind of like eased into it? Or did you have any resources you lent to before you kind of ventured off and make your, made your own resources? Yeah. Um, well, let me back up one step to what you were saying before, because I do, I think it's so important that, that the saints are so different from one another and get learning living the liturgical year has really allowed us to get to know them. Mm -hmm. And they're such excellent individual inspiration for me that when I was growing up, I thought that I had this um, vision of, you know, what holy is, is a, you know, quiet nun sitting in a convent somewhere. And while that is excellent and holy, that is certainly not the only way to get to heaven. And there, when you get, start getting to know the communion of saints, you just realize how different they are from one another and how God doesn't want you to be something that you're not. He wants you Mm -hmm. to be the best version of yourself. And so the more saints we get to know through the year, the more examples we have of different ways to get to heaven and, and different ways to, you know, to fight our defects and to, um, you know, share our gifts. So uh, uh, that to me is, is one of the most important things that, that has come into our, our family as a result of, of learning about the liturgical year. And then the other, the other point is that it has to become a part of your, of your family culture, part of your family life. And I think that's what is lacking in in a lot of Catholics who are meeting their Sunday obligation, which is awesome, but then wondering, you know, why isn't my family staying Catholic? Mm-hmm. And it's because if it's just a place that you go on Sundays, that's it's not it's not part of your identity. Yeah. Um, and you know, you you mentioned military. My um my dad was in the military and my husband was too. My husband was a Marine mm-hmm. and they have such a strong culture. Yes. Um, and it, it, and it, it just gives you so much strength in times of adversity because 
number one, you know, you're a Marine and Marines do these things and Marines don't do these things. Yeah. Um, and once a Marine, always a Marine. Right. And, <laughs> and that we in our family want to look at our Catholic faith as, as something that gives us that identity, like a strong, um, you know, a strong cultural identity that, that some, um, that, that, uh, that some families have that, um, where you, you know, you have particular clothes and you eat particular foods and you, mm-hmm. you know, you do particular things on particular days. And that, uh, it, it just makes it who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and not just one choice of things among many, not just, um, you know, how you choose to worship on Sunday or something. It's, it's just part of the fabric of your life. It's part of the fabric of your year. Yeah. And I, I, you know, my, my oldest is five and he is, um, like, we always joke, like he's going to be the priest. Like the boy can quote John chapter six to you and talk an adult to death on the Eucharist. But when it comes to, I really struggle with the idea of that when my kids get older, I need them to have a deep enough, well-rounded lived out faith that when the world tries to push against it, it it'll hold up. And I feel like if you're, if you can incorporate these liturgical things that these kids are not just getting 52 or 50, what, 58, if you go to all holy days and, um, Sundays, you know, then you're only getting 58 hours of God, you know? And, and so for my kids to know that even just things, when you're slowly incorporating like the prayers before meals and, before bedtime and a morning offering and things like that, the fruits of that are that those minutes add up to this faith that these kids have grown up with it surrounding them. And it, it does become a part of them. It's, it's something, it's who they are, not what they do. And then when the world comes to, you know, try to knock down those walls, they've got a really strong foundation. So can you talk a little bit about your, your book and how Mm -hmm. it came to be? Yes. Yeah. And that touches on what, on your last question too, because there were a couple of books that were really, um, that, that I read before I started doing all of this. One is Mm -hmm. around the year with Von Trapp family, which was out of print for a long time, but has just been re-released. And the other one is the year and our children by, uh, Mary Reed Newland. And I, um, and actually even before that, I was, I was just sort of inspired by, Uh, by old literature that would mention in passing, you know, things that happened on St. Something's Day and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and family festivals or excuse me, town festivals and stuff. And I just, I had this sense that there was this whole world out there that I wasn't familiar with um, of traditions and, you know, and and celebrations and and just interesting old timey stuff that I like. Yeah. Um, Reading The Year and Our Children was was inspirational and really intimidating to me at the same time. It just, I felt like I didn't have the skills to accomplish almost anything that she was recommending. Yeah. Um, as, uh, you know, as a young mom who didn't grow up, you know, knowing how to cook or being particularly crafty or, um, you know, garden or, and it, you know, and she, yeah. she has, Lent activities, the holy like Good Friday activities that involve um like chicken manure and stuff and you know, I I just and cutting liturgical symbols into bread and I I didn't have the uh, like I read it, I was like, that is great for you and I cannot do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um around the year with the Von Trapp family, 
was was helpful to me in it in that it just sort of presented this is how one family lives the liturgical year mm-hmm. and um, and it's really not presented as like, you should do this and this and this. It's just like, here's what we do on this day and here's what we do on another. And and so combining those two, I was, uh, it, you know, it was like, there's got to be a way I can make this work for my family. Yeah. And so that's what I say to people now. And that's what I hope people get out of my book, the, um, the Catholic All Year Compendium, is that it took me many years of figuring out you know, looking into all these international traditions, making up some of our own, mm-hmm. but finding a way to fit this in to my temperament, my skills, yeah. our particular family life, and just taking things that we were going to already do and tweaking them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I can look now at the year and our children, mm-hmm. and I can see that she's just taking things that she would be doing anyway yeah. and making them more liturgical. Well, so I can't do all the things that she can do, but I can take the things I was going to do anyway and make them more liturgical. So family dinners has, has always been a real priority for our family. And Mm -hmm. so that's where our liturgical living is centered. And I think that, you know, some people do a lot of crafts with their kids or do a lot of outings or go out to dinner a lot. Any of those things can be tweaked to focus mm-hmm. on the liturgical year. So if you, you know, if you go out to dinner as a family every week, well, you could choose a saint for that week and you could choose that kind of restaurant and go to that yeah. restaurant and have a conversation about it. Um, if you do crafts, as you have seen, there are lots of crafts available. I for want to be tasting. that crafty mom. And but, I actually have a good crafty bone in me. But as far as like cutting out paper and sitting and gluing with my kids, like I have no desire to do it whatsoever. So looking at, you know, any crafts for Valentine's Day or St. Patrick, I'm just like the idea of like trying to get my kids to follow what what I want them to actually make is just not, it's not in my wheelhouse at all. Yeah, but, but I love the idea of just looking ahead for maybe my meal plan and yeah. saying, okay, if we're going to pick, you know, maybe one, you know, start out like one saint every month or something like that and just pick a saint. And then whenever I plan my meal plan, just make a Spanish meal or a Polish meal or, exactly. you know what I mean? And, and we have, you know, I have sort of a rotation of international type meals that I know how to cook. And yeah. I just look ahead one week ahead. That it's how I do my meal planning. You know, I take a look one week ahead. I don't even write out a meal plan. I just write out a shopping list. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and so if I was going to make tacos and I was going to make spaghetti, if I just pick the right night, then it gives us a dinner table conversation. And, 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 so we learn about the saints' lives, also about the events of the Bible and the you know things that happened in the lives of Jesus and the Holy Family and the early church. And it's just this really natural, painless catechism where we just get this sort of whole approach to the history of the church and all of these inspirational people. Um, and you know, if you miss something, it comes around again next year and the kids get to experience it as five-year-olds. And then they are also going to get to talk about it as 10-year-olds and have a mm-hmm. different, 
you know, understanding of it. And it allows my husband to be a part of it, which he is not going to sit down and do a lot of crafts with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the the sort of the dinner table focus is what has really worked for our family. And um, and it's something I was going to do anyway. I have to make dinner. Yeah, so. <laughs> everybody has to eat. Well, and I mean, religiously, like a lot of the family aspect in Judaism and Christianity is all about like the breaking of bread with each other, you know, and that's like resealing covenants. And, and so it's like, it's such an important thing for us to, when you can make time sit down. So if you've already got everybody's attention, why not? Like everyone's mouths are full. So let's just start feeding them a little bit of the, the Catholic year, you know, I love, I love that. I didn't even, whenever I think about it, it's always like, oh, we have to make a craft and like a special dessert or whatever. But if it's like, if I'm cooking dinner anyways, I might as well (laughs) just warp it into that. So if you could give like, like just like two or three tips for somebody who maybe was raised like you, which is just like how I was raised. It's like Sundays and Easter and Christmas. But other than that, it was, we're, we're fulfilling the obligations is kind of all where we were. And, um, you know, going to city on Sundays. So if it's some, if you meet somebody who says, Oh, I'd love to do that, but I have no clue where to start. So what would you tell them to do for their family? Um, just kind of a broad overview. Yeah. So I think that even though there are solemnities and holy days of obligation and, and things that are big, important celebrations of the universal church, I always find that it's easiest to focus small and inwardly to start. So the way that, that we start and the, the way that I recommend that people start is um, figuring out a patron saint for each person in their family um, and figuring out when people's baptism days are. And then we celebrate what we call the three special days for people, which is their birthday, their saint day, and their baptism day. And then you get a special meal for saints days. Maybe it'll be a an appropriate to the country that the saint is from mm-hmm. um, meal, or maybe it'll just be macaroni and cheese because that's what the uh, that's what the special kid picked. And yeah. we have dessert, and we have a special meal on baptism days. We renew our baptismal vows, and you know we just we get to know those saints that are the patron saints of our family first, and. From there, you know, then you start looking, what are the solemnities? What are the days that the church calls our, specifically calls our attention to? And then you just sort of broaden your focus from there. And, and you start looking at what's, what's a small way I could change our family's day-to-day life just so that we know that it's Lent, so that we know that it's Advent, so that we know it's Christmas, so we know it's Easter. Is there, you know, a prayer we could add before mm-hmm. meals or is there a way I could you know, do I do seasonal mantle decoration or just something that you do anyway, but could it look like Lent and not just spring? Um, okay. Uh, okay, I, I so, think, yeah. Sorry. So speaking of Lent, because Lent is this episode will be airing either right at the beginning of Lent. So, you know, everything is always... Easter bunnies and, you know, all this bright spring colors and things like that for Easter. And, you know, the secular world kind of leads up to Easter that way. And we have this very sacrificial preparation time 
And so how do you bring that subtly and manageably so that you're not just like all of a sudden deciding that your whole family has to like completely change. And now these next 40 days are this massive sacrifice because we decided to live liturgically. How do you kind of just like, what are little things you throw into your home to just remind everybody of Lent? Yeah, I would say that the the two uh, two really good places to start are to have some sort of visual reminder in your home. And we don't have a, a fireplace mantle, so I do most, uh, I, I just use the dining room table. And our Lent decorations are a like crunched up piece of burlap and a like potted cactus or succulent of some sort. Mm-hmm three really, really big nails from the hardware store and oh. a, a pokey stick I found out in the yard, like bougainvillea <laughs> stick that I wrapped up into a like somewhat crown of thorns and secured with a twist tie. So, but that way we walk by it all day long. Mm-hmm. It's sitting in front of us when, um, you know, when we're eating and it's just, you can't help but notice it and go, oh yeah. Mm-hmm look, it's Lent. Yeah. And then the kids are going to want to know, like, why did you choose these things? Why are there big nails on the table? And, yeah. you know, so it's, and then you can give age appropriate explanations for, mm-hmm. for those things. Um, and then another thing that's, that's easy. And I think a good starter sacrifice for people is all through Lent after we say grace, but before we eat, we count to 40. And you're sitting there in front of your food and you want to eat it. <laughs> you have to wait yeah. until you count to 40. So it's just a reminder again, like how, that Lent is this 40 day period. Well, for 40 days within 46 days yeah. period. <laughs> um, and, and it's a small sacrifice that the whole family does together of just waiting, you know, less than one minute <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to eat. Um, but it it makes it, it just makes that season feel a little bit different than the whole rest of the year, because that's the only time we count to 40 before we eat is, is in Lent. So I think just something visual and, um, and yeah, I think counting to 40 before Lent is a really good, uh, just reminder. Yeah. I've been trying to get my five-year-old. I was like, okay, you know, I think this is going to be the first year that I'm really going to let him, try to pick something that he wants to sacrifice. And I kept saying things like, maybe we won't watch TV when we're in the car, you know, Um, and that'll just be our sacrifice. We can listen to beautiful music or something, but we just, for these next 40 days. And he just kept saying things like, well, I'll give up my sister and (laughs) I'll give up like obvious things that he, he he's like, I'll give up eating pickles. I'm like, you don't eat pickles. (laughs) So he kept coming up with all these things, but a good thing would be, you know, everybody's hungry and they want to eat, but we're going to pause for a minute, you know, for 40 seconds and count. That's a beautiful, just like reminder before the meals, like this is the time that we're just trying to grow a little bit closer to God. And we do that through a lot of times through sacrifice. So I love it. So can you tell everybody where you can get your book? Uh, so if they want to dive into any of these, where they can get your book and then where they can find you online also. Yeah. So the book is called the Catholic all year compendium. Uh, it is available uh, basically wherever books are sold. Uh, Ignatius is the uh, publisher, and there's Ignatius.com. It's also in Barnes & Noble stores, which is amazing to me. I was really um, cool. I <laughs> saw it in, in Barnes & Noble, and I was like, this is awesome. I know. Like, regular people could buy <laughs> my book. <laughs> could buy this book when they walk past. Like, how yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's on Amazon. Um, 
I am on Instagram at Catholic All Year and also at Kendra underscore Tierney. I'm on Facebook. Um, and uh, and then my blog is catholicallyear.com. And it's a blog and a shop. I have a lot of printables. Uh, I've got a lot of Lent printables, including like a Lent countdown calendar, uh, a book, printable books of prayers that uh, that we keep in our dining room. So I don't have to look anything up. It's yeah. just, uh, uh, you know, prayers for specific saints or specific days during Lent. Um, yeah. So all that stuff is there. Awesome. I'll link to all that. So I'll link to all that um, in the show notes and everything. That way anybody can find you quickly and easily. And when I was actually looking up your book on Amazon, I saw the Von Trapp family book. It like popped up in the like, you might be interested in these also. So I had actually never heard of either of those other books that you talked about, but that's awesome. So yeah, so Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and then you can find her online. And then I try to ask some random questions to everybody that I interview. So my first random question that I like to ask is, what is your favorite thing to do by yourself? Uh... I really like to do graphic design by myself. Um, yeah, that's kind of, it, 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 that has been a new hobby that has come up and um, kind of feels like a, this gift to allow me to share all of these ideas that I have bumping around in my head yeah. with people. Um, <laughs> because, because when I first started the blog, you can go back to the very early days of my blog and it was not pretty. I am now <laughs> capable of being pretty. So, um, so I really, it's crazy, but uh, these, these prayer booklets that I do take me like 60 or a hundred hours or something. Oh of my gosh. Compiling and formatting. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just sit in here in the middle of the night or very early in the morning mm -hmm. and just, uh, um, find crazy old illustrations and I really enjoy it. So That's awesome. So did you go to school for it or, or anything? Have you taken any classes? I did not. And I do it all in pick monkey. <laughs> really? Very That's professional. Awesome. But I really enjoy it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I, I love like web design and graphic design and like just marketing and things like that. And my degree is in sports medicine. <laughs> it's like the weirdest, but I just, I feel like, like, you know, we were made in the image of our creator and therefore there's something about creating, you know, that just like, it refreshes me to be able to make something, whether it's like sewing or just making something with my hands or coming up with it in my brain, putting it on a computer. It's just super refreshing. Okay. Yeah, and then my, like, I, I totally feel the same way because my, yeah. you know, my primary job during the day is keeping my kids alive for another day, but somehow that's not as fulfilling as being no. like, here, look, I made this pretty book. <laughs> yeah, look at this beautiful like script that I made. I know. I know. I'm the same way. I'm like, my kids go to sleep and I stay up until one, like designing something or whatever. And it's just like, it, there's something about it just, just fills me up a little bit so that I can wake up the next morning and pour myself out to them. You know, I try to explain to my husband, I don't need sleep. I need to accomplish something. And he <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I know my husband's an introvert. And so he totally like, like at the end of the day, all the kids are asleep. Like he's done with work and he's like, I just want to sit down and watch a show or watch a video game. And I'm like, well, I'm going to edit a podcast and <laughs> 
he's like, but, he's like, but you're just working. I'm like, but it's not, it's fun to me and like refreshing to be able to just like sit with my own creativity and do things, you know, I totally get that. <laughs> okay. So my last question is what, it, who's your favorite saint to call on? Ooh, um, I, um, I, I love St. Joan of Arc and I just think that she has such an amazing story. And I think that she is not necessarily the saint that I need in my day to day life (laughs) because, you know, um, what I need is more humility and more work ethic and more selflessness and not to, you know, lead France against England in battle. battle, Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but my, you know, my musings of being a saint are, um, are 100% Joan of Arc. I love her. So we are good friends, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I have to read biographies of other saints to, uh, uh, they were, who are more applicable to my day-to-day life. I feel like right now I go into battle every single day with my two-year-old. So maybe I should <laughs> more about, <laughs> more about Joan of Arc because I've been, me and St. Monica have been bonding a lot over her 17 years of prayer. <laughs> so I keep thinking, okay, if I can just be patient enough, like she'll, her strong will, but maybe Joan of Arc is like, I need somebody to go into battle with me every day. <laughs> this two-year-old. It's amazing how I can feel like I'm at war sometimes. Um, okay. So that's all I really have for you today. I'm so thankful that you, we, um, I didn't get this on the recording, but I clearly have time zones wrong. I've only ever in my life lived on the East coast or in the central time zone, barely. So (laughs) when it comes to talking to people from California, I clearly messed this up. And somehow with nine children, her house is quieter than my house is. (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I don't know where they are for sure, but, uh, (laughs) I think I would have heard about it if something terrible. Yeah, happened. if something terrible was going on, you would have heard of it by now. <laughs> yeah. And you've got older ones too. Are the older ones yeah. in school? Yeah, the four oldest are uh, are at a brick and mortar school, so five are home. And, and you're homeschooling the other five while yeah, four homeschooling and- three, and then two little ones. This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at Holy Hot Mess Mom, as well as in our exclusive Mama Facebook group by searching Holy Hot Mess Mamas. That's Holy Hot Mess, M-A-M-A-S, so we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.